1: Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. It is week 13, probably the penultimate week for most people's fantasy uh, seasons, you know, regular season. We have six teams on a bye, including the Ravens and the Bills. So you probably have some lineup holes to fill, and I'm here with a preview. I look at my games of the week, you know, best games from today and Monday Night Football. Uh, my sit starts, and then I will wrap up with picks against the spread and a quick look at movie corner. But before I dive into all that, let's talk about Thursday Night Football. The Cowboys and the Seahawks met. Both of them played on Thanksgiving Day, so they had a full week of rest, and both of them will now have uh, 10 days off before their next game. Seahawks came in 6-5, and five, uh, chasing that wild card situation. Cowboys came in 8-3, and three, which is a great record, but the big knock on them is they had not beaten a team with a winning record. Some will argue they still haven't. They got the 41-35 to victory that knocked the Seahawks back to 6-6, six and six, so they're technically now at 500 uh dallas had to fight hard in this one defense didn't look great at times uh deron bland got blown up a little bit if you play tk metcalf in fantasy if you played against him you're probably crying a little bit this morning if you played him uh which i was fortunate enough to do on a team where i'm chasing a seed in the playoffs an incredible performance his best game of the year uh geno smith had one of his best games of the year too i uh did not really expect that coming um seattle's offense tried hard but they came up short now they're six and six they have a hard stretch of a schedule It'll be interesting to see if they can hang on for the wild card the cowboys now nine and three getting ready to host the eagles next week on sunday that is going to be a mammoth game um and that should be a lot of fun but speaking of mammoth games let's look at our games of the week for this week 13. I'm going to start off with my early window pick, and how could it not be the six and five Denver Broncos at the six and five Houston Texans? Technically, if the playoffs started this morning, neither of these teams would be in, but they are part of a pack of teams that are fighting for a wild card spot. The Colts, technically at six and five, would have that last spot, while the seven and four Browns and Steelers are in. But there is a lot that can happen this last six weeks, and all of it depends on winning. Broncos have won five straight. Texans have been an incredible story all season. You know I have a specially vested interest in this one. Uh, This is definitely the game of the early window. The game of the late window, probably the game of the week, is the 8-3 49ers at the 10-1 Philadelphia Eagles. These are the two best teams in the NFC, possibly the two best teams in the NFL. A rematch of last year's NFC Championship game, Debo Samuel famously said, if San Francisco had had a healthy quarterback, they would have won that game while Brock Purdy comes in healthy. If he stays that way, it'd be interesting to see if they can get the win in Philadelphia. If the Eagles win, uh, that pretty much will have locked up the top seed, unless uh, Dallas makes a miracle comeback. But if they lose and Dallas can get a win next week, even the NFC East could be uh, a little bit up for grabs. This one is going to be a heck of a game. Sunday night football: the eight and three Kansas City Chiefs at the five and six Green Bay Packers. The Packers. Seem like a lot they were almost left for dead a few weeks ago. I know I was guilty of being one of those people that thought they were well out of it. Well, you know what? In the crazy topsy turbsy NFC, five and six, they're on a the cusp of possibly getting into the playoff race. If they got a win here, that would be huge. Kansas City, meanwhile, chasing the Baltimore Ravens for that top seed in the AFC. I expect that they're going to come hard in this one. Really, like what I've seen from Rashi Rice of late. Monday Night Football, the 8-3 Jacksonville Jaguars off a huge win over the Houston Texans. Traveled to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are 5-6. and six. I had high hopes for them preseason, but with no Joe Burrow, they really haven't been able to get the running game going with Mixon. I think they're kind of fading away a little bit. I expect the Jaguars probably to get a win, but it could end up being a pretty good game. Uh, next up. Let's take a look at some lineup suggestions for very important week 13. Uh, I did pretty well last week, actually. You know, I I had already uh, done well on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, My only miss was Lamar Jackson did not quite make top 12 QB. He ended up as QB 14. Uh, it was kind of a weird game against the Chargers. Overall, I went 7-1. and one. Let's see if I can do pretty well this week. Going to the quarterback position, I'm starting Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, things haven't been great for the Chargers. They're 4-7. and seven. They're kind of on the verge of getting pushed out of the playoff picture in a very strong AFC. But this week, the Chargers get a Patriots team that's, you know what, I know they're not the worst by record, but I think they might actually be the worst team in the NFL. Uh, Herbert's QB five on the season. I think he's going to be just fine. He's actually been running the ball fairly well. So I have him as a start. My surprise sit probably for some is Sam Howell. I know he's QB four on the season. I don't really like this matchup with Miami. Miami has a way of making quarterbacks lower their ceiling and look bad and kind of blowing out weaker competition. The commanders have been fading, They're also getting ready to go on their bye week. They've been blown out the last two weeks. I expect that to be a similar situation this week. I think Miami might run all over them too. So Sam Howell, I do not have him as a top 12 option this week. Moving on to running backs, Zach Moss back in fashion. Uh, Jonathan Taylor hurt his thumb, had surgery. He will miss some time. So Moss thrusts back in the starting lineup. And you know what? He looked great often putting up RB1 numbers when he was filling in for Taylor earlier this season. As I mentioned, the Colts currently hold the 6th seed. They are trying to win, trying to to get some things going. They're playing a Tennessee team t- the, today that had had some decent run defense at times, but Taylor ran, uh, Moss ran all over them when these teams met earlier this season. I think he'll do the same. My sit is Aaron Jones. I uh, I did the sit-start column before the final Uh
0: Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: But even if he had played only averaging 10.9 points per game, which is less impressive when you consider uh, he hasn't even hit 10 points in most of the games he's played. Uh, He just has not had a good season uh, despite... uh, Green Bay kind of making a resurgence. Uh, That brings me on to wide receivers, and my start this week is Devonta Smith. You know what? Devonta Smith is quietly wide receiver 18 on the season, which is probably good enough to to be a start every week on its own. But you know what? He's had 14 or more points in each of his last four games, including a couple games over 20 points. (coughs) Excuse me. With Dallas Goddard out, um, Smith has really been picking up the slack This is a huge matchup against the 49ers, big test, and so I'm firing him up. My sit, sadly, Chris Godwin. I love the talent, but while Mike Evans has been lighting it up, Chris Godwin has just been a steady performer. He's a flex range option, but he's wide receiver 38 on the season, averaging 11.2 points per game. He also has had seven of his 11 starts with less than 11 points. That includes five games below 10 points. The Buccaneers' offense is okay, but they're just not enough to buoy three or four fantasy starters. So really, it's Mike Evans and Rashad White that are in the top 24 range at their positions. Godwin, again, a flex option, but he remains out of the top 24 as a sit for me. And that brings us lastly to tight ends. Pat Friermuth went off last week. In Week 12, he came back strong with this new-look offense for Pittsburgh, caught nine passes for 120 yards, made him top-scoring, tight end on the board. This week, he gets an Arizona defense that just allowed Tyler Higby to score two touchdowns against them in Week 12. I am bullish on Pat Friermuth. Meanwhile, my sit is Johnny Smith. Last week, uh, my sit was Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, I just wasn't a believer in um, that this Atlanta offense was going to get going. They're playing a a good Jets secondary today. Johnny Smith had some great games early in the season, but he's really cooled off. He's only tight end 17 now. He hasn't hit double digit points since week six. I would trust that you have some better options and you know what those are the better options you should probably look to be playing this week uh, well that's a look at my sit starts let's move on to picks against the spread i did much better uh in week 12 we got back to nine and five um I got back. To, excuse me, to ten and six, uh, which got me to ninety-one and eighty-nine. Entering the week, I picked Dallas minus seven and a half on Thursday night, and they only won by six. I thought they would win a little more handily, so I'm down to ninety-one and ninety as we start this Sunday. First game on the docket is the Colts at the Titans. I took the Titans plus two and a half. I actually took the Titans as a straight-up victor. I think they'll get a sneaky win here. I still like Zach Moss. Uh, I just think the Titans, Mike, this is the kind of game that, you know, you don't expect and they get the win at home. I'm not sold on the Colts being good enough to really sustain that playoff positioning. Uh, next up, Chargers at the Patriots. I took the Chargers minus five and a half. I think they will look a lot better this week. A uh, Big game in the NFC, Lions at the New Orleans Saints. Both teams coming off tough losses. I took the Lions minus three and a half. I think the Lions will get back on track. Atlanta Falcons at the New York Jets. I took the Jets plus three and a half. I think the Atlanta Falcons will get a win, but I don't think it's going to be a big margin of victory. Arizona Cardinals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't like how Arizona is playing. I took the Steelers minus five and a half. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins at the Washington Commanders. I think I mentioned I thought the Dolphins had a chance to walk over. I'm taking Miami minus nine and a half. Denver Broncos at the Houston Texans. I took the Broncos as straight-up winners. You got to have pride in your team. So I took them plus three and a half here. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Carolina Panthers. I know Carolina dismissed Frank Reich. Could they get an offensive boost? I guess they could. It's Tampa Bay minus 5.5, and and I took the Bucs and the points. I think the Bucs are still trying to fight for that division crown. I just don't like this Panthers team. I think they have a lot of holes to fill. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns at the Los Angeles Rams. I took the Browns plus 4.5 points. I think the Rams will get a win, but I think this one's tight. I like that Browns defense. Joe Flacco starting today, though. I don't know that the Browns get a victory. Big game, San Francisco at Philadelphia. San Francisco is actually the favorite, minus 2.5, and and I took the points. I think the 49ers will get the victory. Chiefs in Green Bay, minus 6.5. I took the Chiefs with the points. It was a close one for me, but I think they can get a touchdown victory. And then the Bengals at the (coughs) Jaguars. Jaguars, a big spread, minus 8.5 i took the jaguars plus the points i just this Bengals team isn't the same without joe burrow and you know i think that the jaguars can get a 10 point victory and get the win Uh, so that wraps up my picks against the spread before i get out of here this morning gonna do a quick blast on movie corner Uh, big week with a lot of releases in the theater, but no real consensus releases. I didn't see all the things that were out there. If you follow us on the site, you'll note I reviewed Dream Scenario, which is now playing the A24 film starring Nicolas Cage. I like Cage in the role. The movie didn't always land for me. I gave it two and a half stars out of five. Uh, the big release from Netflix was uh, May-December, which is a, a kind of an Oscar-bait movie starring Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, and Charles Melton, loosely based on the idea Of the Mary Kay Letourneau story I thought it was okay That's another one the story didn't completely land For me even though I thought there were some good performances I gave it 3 out of 5 Lastly we had a couple Of holiday films the family switch film On Netflix And Candy Cane Lane on Prime Video I thought both uh, had their Holiday fun moments I preferred Candy Cane Lane I enjoyed uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and Eddie Murphy In that one I thought it was a lot of fun. So if you're looking for something fun to watch, you can check that out. Uh, Tonight on the show, Eric and I will be looking at a lot of different new releases that are out. He saw Wish, so we're going to go over that one. I really like that one as well. We're also going to talk about May, December, and Dream Scenario. So you can catch us at 7 Eastern tonight on This Week at the Movies. Until then, I hope you guys enjoy week 13 of the NFL season.